Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, my talk, 1071. Hello, welcome to the show. If you just joined us, if you missed Blinded by the Item, you can download that as its separate podcast wherever you get your, your podcast. Like and subscribe. Do it. Yes. Tell all your friends. It's Halloween time. I love this time of year. It's October, fall. Yes, there oh God, are. There's a ghost. That's a, it does sound like a dog howling, but you claim it's to think ghost. it's a horny ghost. Yes. Yeah. So I found this article about why are people, why is everyone so horny on Halloween? What? <laughs> hey now. Who's horny on Halloween? Well. <laughs> like, is, this, is there an, uh, Mike raised his hand. Is this a thing, like horny Halloween? It is. People are real horny. Well, I do know everybody dresses like, you know, strippers. Yeah, that's right. Everything is sexy, like sexy corn and sexy crickets. Sexy corn. Oh, there's a sexy corn costume. Remember when that was like a whole thing, the sexy costume thing? If you search sexy corn costume, you will find it. Sexy pickle, you'll find it. I mean. Sexy wedge of cheese. Remember David Corn Sweat? Yeah, of course. Well, he, he... there's a reason to be. Yeah, he's not. Over his he corn. doesn't need to wear that. Anyway, why are okay. people horny on Halloween? Well, um, studies. Well, a clinical psychologist, Lisa Lawless, PhD. <laughs> Ooh, she, she sounds sexy. She is into like sexual Lucy wellness Lawless. education. Lucy Law. Yeah, it's Lucy's sister, Lisa. <laughs> Um, the sexual wellness education platform uh, shop, Holistic Wisdom, is what she runs. This this uh, Wait, online Lisa shop Lawless. or online called Shop Holistic Wellness. Okay, Lisa Lawless, PhD, CEO of the sexual wellness education platform and Shop Holistic Got Wisdom. It. Okay, she says that costumes are a big part of it. They can show off our sexual side and create a sense of anonymity. Oh, so you're like, I'm not me right now. I'm Little Red Riding Hood. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Little Red Riding Hood. <laughs> Um, there's also heightened emotions from fear-inducing experiences, which can make your heart and other regions throb and pulse in, in the best ways. So, and there's just a celebration. The atmosphere is celebratory. It makes adults want to, um, you know, get, get horny. horny. Yeah, because that's funny. I don't connect Halloween with getting horny. You don't? No. You do? You've never like been to a costume party and gotten horny not particularly usually i'm hooked up when i was in costumes it took me like eight hours to get in the costume the last thing i wanted to do was get sexual with anyone because i was all wrapped up and could barely like were you a mummy uh i was in drag honey a drag Well, well that's a completely different thing i mean that is like it takes a long time to get in and out of drag i completely understand but in general, I think I've seen a lot of people, you know, hook up over time of different Halloween parties. Being in radio, we've always hosted like Halloween nights. Lots and of like horny everybody. Halloween nights in radio. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right. Halloween parties. Get it. Um, and why does she say it's just because people are wearing costumes and 
people wearing costumes. costumes. Also, it's scary. So you're in, uh, you're kind of in a heart palpitation. You're if you're going through like a corn maze and you're chasing someone. <laughs> I, love, I love all these things that I like. I'm in a corn maze. Ooh, chasing someone through a corn maze. Um, so also you tend to look sexier than your in everyday attire. Maze? So it's like you never. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you just compare yourself uh-huh. to corn. You're like, I look sexy, but like people don't get a chance to dress like that or be. No, I can understand like college without... students or something like having a college party where you're like wearing. But, like, college students get horny all the time anyway. That's just, you know. That's true. But I think just people in general, it's a thing. So, and and people like to explore with, you know, mm. they feel more confident exploring mm. new fetishes, kinks. Oh. It's an alter ego thing as well. So. <laughs> Mike, what are you raising your eyebrow about? Nothing at all. I'm just listening to the study. I also looked up sexy corn like you told me to do, and, and? That yielded some interesting results. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's bizarre. Uh, have mm-hmm. you ever worn a? It's it's a thing though. Yeah, there it was, was definitely this a whole, thing. You weren't joking. This this whole thing. It would be like, what's the most absurd costume for the year? You know, like based on whatever mm-hmm. like pop culture moment, and then there would be a sexy version of it. Of course. You know. Yeah. I mean, like I guarantee people are going to be dressed as Britney. In her lobby with the knives. Oh my, yeah, that's going to be... And yeah. that would be a sexy costume, right? True, true. All of these, uh, if you go to a haunted houses and things like that, it's like also raises your adrenaline. Being scared is an sure. aphrodisiac. Yeah. Thrill-inducing experiences. Although I just think that, like, I, I can totally see it. For me, though, like, haunted houses scare the crap out of me. And that makes me anything but horny. Did you go to that haunted house um, in downtown Minneapolis, That um, the soap factory? Did you ever get to go to that? Uh, we investigated it as a oh, team. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. And? I mean, we have some of our best EVPs. Oh, really? Yeah. Because, like, again, not sexy to me at all. Terrifying. Yeah. It was yeah. totally terrifying at that place. Yeah. And now it's like a spa down there. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. Um, so you get to cozy up with your partner or if you don't have one, it's a way to meet somebody in a different situation. Uh, you can talk to them as their character. You know, it's just it gives you a lot of options with your normal everyday personality. And then you've got, you know, just it's it's a celebration. You know, it's not really tied to anything religious unless you're, you know, celebrating the solstice, the winter solstice. Um, and then, you know, holidays make people happy and excited mm. you know people get randy around christmas too what sure horny christmas is a thing <laughs> yeah i think so january you know new year's eve and well, that's new why year's there's eve, so many yeah. libra babies because people are you know having a fun time yeah that's right now so you've never like had any friends let's just say friends that hooked up on halloween and oh costumes. i'm sure people yeah oh I mean, in, it just in costumes. Seems, yeah, in costumes, like they're they're Maybe. getting together in a costume. Yeah, like oh, look at Frankenstein and 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 Dorothy <laughs> no, I've from never, the Wizard of Oz I've over never there. Seen that. No, no, <laughs> I don't know. Look at that football player in Victoria's Secret, oh. Angel. I don't know. Oh, I'm sure there's plenty. I mean, there's always plenty of horny. I just, for me, I don't think of Halloween as horny time. Oh, you don't? No. Okay, Mike? But again, my Halloween, like, gay, you have to understand that, like, Halloween for the gays is, like, it's high holy days. <laughs> no, seriously. Like, it's, it's like, it, it's just a whole, and not to say that there aren't people getting horny, because, like, all you have to do is go to the club and see people getting horny any night of the week, and sure. certainly on Halloween when they're wearing, because, you know, 
again, sexy costumes, totally a thing. Yeah, and a playful atmosphere. I never did the sexy costume thing, though. Oh, I don't think we had a choice. You know, it's like if you did go to a costume shop, you didn't have a choice. For women especially. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What I did the sexy coming? Halloween costume one time. You oh, no. did. Yeah. I didn't intentionally sexy do corn. it. No, we were uh, we we were Willy Wonka characters. I played Augustus Gloop. You were sexy, <laughs> and Augustus I got Gloop. really, really, really short shorts, <laughs> and I didn't realize how short they were yes. until we went and? out to the party, and I sat with my legs crossed most of the day. Oh my gosh, Augustus! Mm-hmm. Did you get caught in the? In the fudge too. I did not. <laughs> oh Fortunately, God. I avoided. The- what did you just say? <laughs> That's did what happened to him. He got caught in the fudge too. Isn't that what him. happened to Augustus? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got sucked up in, into that tube. That yeah. really stressed me out as a kid. I did not like that. That made me feel really claustrophobic. <laughs> you know, I, don't I know was about just you. jealous. I wanted to suck down all that chocolate. <laughs> oh yeah. I didn't sure. want to get you know eating more than an elephant eats. Yay! Uh, what was your favorite sexy costume, Don? That I, I mean, I did make huge wings. Oh like God! That. I, I didn't you, know where she was going. What? 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 What did you think I was going to well, say? Well, first I thought you were huge wings. <laughs> no, I, I was a Victoria's Secret angel one year, oh, okay. so I just wore a bra and Panties underpants with and some wings, like homemade wings that had real feathers. They were enormous, like they had at the um, fashion show, and I spent like a month making those wings. Turns out a lot of people weren't looking at the wings. Mm, I'm not surprised at all, honey. But then I pretty, yeah, I, I ended up in a relationship after that well, for about see, four years after that. Halloween. But I knew the person, but uh, they saw me in a different way. Ain't, well, without your clothes on. Um, <laughs> I will say we got an email from Amy. She said, I met my husband at a Halloween party. She was a spooky bride. See? Uh, we had friends, Jen said we had friends that one was Papa Smurf, the other was Dorothy. As the drinks kept coming, Dorothy kept showing <laughs> back up in the friend group with progressively more blue face. Oh, she'd show back <laughs> but up. But kept saying, I'm not kissing anyone. <laughs> but she was clearly kissing Smurf. <laughs> that is so funny. That's awesome. oh, oh, my gosh. Keep those stories coming. Definitely. Horny Halloween. Oh, I wish we could talk about this all day, but we have we got to talk about Will and Jada again. Oh, I'm sorry to uh, take you off. If you want to keep talking Horny Halloween, we can. But I am uh, excited to talk about Will and Jada because she is clarifying. And by clarifying, I mean not at all clarifying anything, (laughs) but yet keeping the discussion going. So... If uh, and when you decide to return here on The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, which you most certainly should do, we're going to talk about her latest clarification and why, frankly, Mm. she's just working our last nerve right here on my talk website or app. Hey, my talkers, Bradley here for my good friends at Boulevard Auto Works, BLVDAutoWorks.com. Tom and his team over in St. Anthony, they've been there for over four decades. Why? Because they're really good at what they do. They're the hometown team. They're the real deal, actual professionals who are committed to providing the best service in the business. And I can tell you that's the case because I've been a customer on more than one occasion. I've had them help me with scheduled maintenance. I've had them help me with issues, weird sounds that my car was making. I had a weird clunk in my trunk. They fixed that problem the first time so I didn't have to bring it back. Haven't had a problem since. But I know if I did have an issue or if there was something um, that I needed them to help with, they'd be right there whenever I needed them. So when you're figuring out where to bring your car for that scheduled maintenance or even getting it tuned up for this time of year, 
Call Tom and his team at Boulevard. You can trust them, as do I, with your vehicle. Head to blvdautoworks.com. Free courtesy car, available upon request. Tell them Bradley sent you. Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, my talk, 107.1. Hello, Sexy Mr. Peanut. (laughs) Okay. He just joined us. We talked about why Halloween makes people so horny. According to doctors and psychologists, and Bradley, during the commercial break, has just been reading off different sexy costumes to me. And um, $112 sexy goldfish costume. That's no. That makes it not sexy anymore. I don't care what it looks like. Sexy watermelon? There's literally a big (laughs) hole, like, (laughs) come on, on the side of the costume to show some skin. Okay. Like somebody took a bite out of you. Sexy raccoon. Oh, (laughs) oh my gosh. Maybe Will and Jada can um can wear some sexy costumes to get. Oh, I would not be surprised at all. They would totally be all over the sexy costume trend for sure. Um, Also, we need to talk. He would just dress as a different husband. God. Oh, God. Okay. Now, you know, we've been talking a lot about Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith for the last week or so since we learned. Because they the want last, us to. Well, yeah, frankly, as always, we talk about them because they want us to. But specifically, most recently, because she's got a memoir coming out. And in the memoir says that for the last seven years, they weren't together, that they were divorced with while still being married. And we were like, that's not that's, that's not, a not thing. No, but I whatever. Mean, OK, so you just have the privilege of living separately. Yeah. But they're divorced. Most people can't afford to do that. But they're still married. Yeah. And they haven't told anybody, so they were lying to us for seven years. Mm -hmm. Well, now, after telling us that they're living separate lives, Mm -hmm. separately, not together, Jada Pinkett Smith clarifies that she and Will Smith are working to reconcile. Um, There's no finding another great love. uh, So So now she's backpedaling. Well, I don't know what, what? she's doing. What? Pe- backpedaling re- implies peddling. And I don't know what she's peddling other than her book. So she's clarifying that she's working on reconciling with Will. But I'm over here thinking, but if they're separated, but still married, but not together, but working on it, what does that actually mean? Oh, wait, it means like everybody else in a marriage, they have to work on it. And sometimes things are difficult. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Coles. And so they work on it. But that's no different that's than anybody marriage. else. That's just being married as far as I know, right? But- because if you weren't working on it, You'd get divorced. Well, most people, but then some people realize that they have their publication ship is worth 
more and it's a more value to them as celebrities to be together. Two words with these two always magical thinking. It's a thing that afflicts all of us, especially Americans. We love magical thinking. Mm -hmm. Like if we just myself included, we love if we just come up with a good enough story to tell, Mm -hmm. then people won't question the obvious absurdity of it all. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, I know that. But especially when it comes to them, it's like, wait a minute, you're just working on a difficult rough patch in your marriage. So you actually are still together, even though you've been living separate lives. The truth is you were just lying about it. So that's the takeaway. That is the takeaway for sure. And when you stepped outside of your marriage, but not really, it was confusing to us because you called. It seemed like he was just on board with you having an open relationship and you're the only one doing the open part. Um, and then they called it an entanglement to gaslight us even more into thinking it wasn't an affair. Magical thinking. Magical thinking. It's like just because, and there's a whole bunch of positive speak. In it's all like they're of this. trying to make it like uh, infidelity for us is not infidelity for you. Right. Marriage right. for us is not marriage for you. We are unique and on a higher plane of existence and oh. understanding and appreciation of the world as it is and not you. Mm hmm. Or at least that's the way it comes across. And I, because look, I think they're actually terribly relatable in many ways. Sure. But the way they, by that I mean they're flawed people, right? Yeah. And we can all relate to that, which is why we're obsessed with celebrities and pop culture because we can live vicariously through, yeah. you know, the headlines of others who make their lives public for the sake of entertainment. Right. But when you think about other celebrities that are going through hard times, like, you know, Kelly Clarkson gets divorced or someone else who, you know, Kim Kardashian, even it's like they split up and they have different households and then they have to, you know, negotiate when they're going to see their kids. This was just you're privileged so you can live in different houses and you actually aren't forced to work on it because a non-celebrity couple who isn't privileged they continue to have to grocery shop together, sleep in the same house. They have to, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like they are forced they to be around household. each other. But this is kind of um, a lazy way to divorce. Can I say that? Well, it's not a lazy. It, you can you can you can say lazy. Certainly, I would say it's probably more just the privileged part. Like, there's just no urgency, right? Because they make more money being a couple. Yeah, honestly, exactly. That's They're what a power, it is. quote, power couple, right? You know who else I blame for all of this? Who? Um, Gwyneth Paltrow. <gasps> because remember, conscious uncoupling. Oh yeah, she's the same. She's con- not she's getting the divorced same. like the rest of us. Yeah, she she's the same kind of magical thinking she type of a celebrity. Achieved who's... a higher plane of existence, mm-hmm. wherein she didn't need to get divorced. She got consciously uncoupled because divorce didn't work for her. Okay, guess what? The laws of gravity apply to all of us, whether you like it or not. Right, right. A pound of feathers and a pound of wood all hit the floor at the same time. Yeah. Or whatever the analogy is. I don't know. Physics is not my thing. It's okay. So That's good luck to them. Show. I'm going to go back to Googling sexy costumes. Yeah, sexy Halloween costumes. Horny Halloween is a is a thing. It sexy really is. hacker? Hacker? Sexy daddy cheerleader. Um, what is that? Uh, whoa. What, what is it? Sexy french fries. It continues. <laughs> Those are always sexy. But no, especially when they're in my mouth. All yeah. right. When we come back, Dawn, something else in our mouth, the Great British Bake Off. We're talking about it when we return right here. It's-
Don McLean for Livia Weight Control Centers. Livia Weight Control Centers is very proud, and they should be, because they were just voted Minnesota's best weight loss program for the third year in a row. And we were doing a special where it was three months free, which is amazing. But now they're doing six months free. They did it last week, tried it out. They had great response. So they're extending it until this Saturday, the 21st. So sign up this week, 855-GO-LIVIA or Livia.com. Uh, just call them up and say, listen, I heard this from Don McLean on my talk, and she said I could get six months free, so come on, hand it over. They'll put together a doctor-recommended program for you. It's specialized for you. So this isn't something that you're going to find on, you know, just some Instagram page or something like that. There's so many different programs out there. You're probably really confused. Well, trust uh, Livia Weight Control Centers. They've been doing it for 14 years and successful. I lost 30 pounds with them, and it was just so easy. Uh, six months free when you mention me. 855-GO-LIVIA. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. My talk, 107.1. Hey, guys. Thank you for joining us. If you miss any of the show, you can go listen to it in podcast form. Uh, and that, uh, like and subscribe to our podcast. It'll come in your feed every day, and you can pick and choose what you want to listen to. Hopefully, the whole thing. Just search for The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn wherever you get your podcast. And then remember, Blinded by the Item is its separate podcast. And you can find that wherever you get your podcast as well. Oh, wow. We didn't get a chance yesterday to talk about this show that we wait for all year. It's the Great British Bake Off. Oh. This is our Talk on Bake Off segment. I usually fast forward through the credits now or through the intro. No. Why? Because I want to get right to the good stuff. And also, I think there might be an animal in the intro. And my dog goes bonkers. Oh, if God. An but she knows on Great British Bake Off the interstitials, like the sort of cuts back and forth between segments. She does. We'll have like birds chirping and stuff because it's very often outdoors. Yes. So she will look up instantly because she knows like there might be animals. Oh my God. And I have to protect my Yeah, she's got to protect Bradley. her home. Um, okay, I digress. We're talking about Great British Bake Off. Now, before we get to last night, or not last night, last week's episode, mm-hmm. Red Week, yeah. For obvious reasons, we're excited to talk about Bread Week. We have to welcome into the fold of Talk on Bake Off our good friend and producer, Mike Ganger. Hello. Mike, Mike you just started. He just started watching Bake Off mm-hmm. with his wife. And uh, what did you guys think? We loved it. It is such a, uh, and you guys have hit this really, really well, but it's such a just refreshing version of this type of a show. Like the American styles of these shows are so much drama and sometimes unnecessary just moments and lots of fast cuts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is just fun and goofy and like, like I could understand how someone would use the word slow at times, but that's not a bad thing. That is just a good thing because it's, it's baking. It's fun. Yeah, and it's you relaxing. You don't have to be a baker to watch this. It's no. just enjoyable to see the science behind baking and how just leaving something in the oven for a minute longer than you should or not proving something enough can really get you off the show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Especially towards the end. Um, let's talk about Bread Week. First of all, welcome, Mike. Thank and you. I hope you Appreciate stay on that. board. And oh, yeah. there's so much in the back catalog to go to if and when you feel so moved. I kind of want to go back and watch the back catalog because I think it's been enough years. Oh, that you might forget. That I would, well, not even that I would forget, but that I would just Mm re-enjoy, even if I know who's going to win, right? Yeah. Um, But let's talk about Bread Week. So each week they pick a different sort of category of of baked good. 
Uh, the first two episodes were Cake and Biscuit. And this week, and by Biscuit we mean Cookie, mm-hmm. and this week Bread Week. Yes. How did you feel about Bread Week, Dawn? I loved it. It definitely um, delivered. Uh, you know, they always have to try to think. They do repeat things. Obviously, this is the 14th season for us watching this. Uh, so there are things that are repeated every now and then, but they it's always interesting what they try to come up with. And just you learn how many just things to bake are out there in the world. It's sort of amazing, I think, to Americans because we aren't a culture that does we're home not baking a, usually. No, we're not a home baking culture at right. all. We're not even really a home cook. We're more of cooks right. than we are bakers for sure. Right. So they uh, started off with something that they always start off with something that they've practiced at home. The, so the first and last part of the show is something they've had a chance to practice at home. And the middle is something that's just a surprise. So signature is the beginning right. and they take an item, you know, and this week it was a cottage loaf, mm-hmm. which is a very British thing. It's not something we would have ever seen here. And I don't even think you would see it in a bakery here. Yeah. Even like an established bakery that, you know, would have non-traditional baked items. I don't think I've ever seen a cottage loaf. Mm-mm. Do you want to describe how it looks? Um, it's really just sort of like, if you think of like um, a snowman, it's just a snowman with out the head oh i like that right? yeah so it's like you take your dough and two-thirds of it are it is dough on the bottom and then there's a smaller ball on top and then you you stick your fingers rather inappropriately in the middle down the middle to attach the balls yes of dough now the proving for this uh this cottage loaf it's definitely like there are two different two different parts to proving there's a first and second proof and that is kind of where it gets wonky with you have to really be a bed a bread baker to know this. So if you don't have bread baking experience, this was tough for people. Do we want to hear a little clip from uh, the this episode? Is, yeah, this is sort of just a clip of the entire. This is like the promo for the whole episode. And just they just love their sexual innuendos. I love them. Obviously. <laughs> Sexy Tell us about the proportion, your, your ball size. Don't be naughty. Oh, she got a little one on top and then... <laughs> Big ball underneath. They're quite big balls. Bradley Cooper. (laughs) Bradley Cooper. Perfectly proportioned balls. Paul Hollywood comes in with his mahogany fists and smashes your dreams. Oh, I've never been so stressed making bread. I'm going to sit here and watch and pray. (laughs) Flower up the old fingers. Oh, dear. It's still monstrous. I'd rather be monstrous than mediocre. And they could end up with tight buns. <laughs> My buns are a little bit small. You don't want to put cream into a hot bun. <laughs> Stressful. I can't do it. I can't physically do the maths. That's terrible. I'm going to have to book a course. That balls. looks a wee bit wrinkled. <laughs> Wrinkly balls. Wrinkly <laughs> <laughs> balls. They get so... Balls are out in a bacon sheet. <laughs> I could just put my face in that. Call those balls. <laughs> Make them work. Careful. Mm. <laughs> you look so good today in your double denim. I think about your desert boots all the time. <laughs> a Highland cow called Angus. I always wanted one as a pet. Horns. 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 Look at the guns on that. I've never been to a gym in my life. I just make bread every day. <laughs> we christen you. <laughs> Poor Hollywood. I've managed to get it up and keep it up. 
I love when you get really strict, Paul. Oh, it's so sorry. nice. Turns you on, does it? A little bit. Oh my God, is this like the sexy cut? That was overly horny. Yeah, that's about it. Oh that's my gosh. Yeah, no, they they did get um they get so tickled too when they make I cute love little it. Uh, double entendres. Yeah, they're a little. Uh, they don't get so caught up in getting offended like we do here. So they just oh. kind of love. I think British people are more into like wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Sexual in, innuendo jokes, and they definitely um, heard on this show. So the signature was these cottage loaves, and then the technical challenge was something called a split bun. Mm-hmm. Chelsea splits, I think, right? A Chelsea Devonshire split or Devonshire split, mm-hmm. and um, they're basically they're almost like donuts, but they're more bready, right? Which I think a lot of Americans would probably be like, oh, that's not sweet enough because it, it would be more of like a, a roll it's with like a roll. fresh cream and jam in the middle. Although mm. to me, that sounds amazing. Oh, my gosh. I wanted to have one of those so bad. I know. I thought about I was like, can I make this? And I'm like, I'm not going to make this. It's I, too much work. I thought the same thing. I'm like, I want to get up and make some bread now. But then I'm like, that's not a good idea. It takes a lot Unless of- I bring it here to work. Yeah. But, you know. Feel free. Make them. I mean, we'll eat them. That's I true. will say... Uh, Back to the Great British Bake Off. We're not going to spoil anything for you. No. But I kind of finally feel like we're hitting a groove. Like, it usually takes a f- the first few episodes to kind of feel like you know the people, start to have strong opinions about them. Is there anybody that you are learning to love or hate even more? Oh, okay. Um, well, there's nobody that I, I can't stand this year. I mean, so, there's rarely, rarely is there everybody. Ev- Anybody that is just like, I just don't like them. You know what I mean? Jamie, I will tell They're you, there's somebody, likeable. I'm not going to tell you who, but there's oh. somebody on the cast that he does not like. Oh, Ooh. okay. Which I yeah. think he always has strong opinions. I'm always like, I just find the thing about the person that I like. You know what I mean? Like, very rarely do I actually find myself being like, oh, I can't stand that person. I want them to go. It's usually once they start flubbing everything, and then you're like, come on. What are you doing? Like, you're better than this. <laughs> but it makes it so exciting. Yeah, um, well, it does, unless they literally crap the bed, and you're like, you are better than that. And now it's not yeah. fun because it just, it's weak link, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's always, to me, it's always more fun when it's a hard choice to make. So for the audience who hasn't seen it, every week somebody gets cut. Yes. And some weeks, you know, by the end, like, you know, five minutes in, this person's gone this week because mm-hmm. they just completely bit the dust, which is unfortunate for them. Mm-hmm. And maybe a little bit of, of that is is uh, production, right? Post-production. Totally. But sometimes it's an actual like weighing of like, well, their signature bake was like 50 percent better than the other person's signature bake mm-hmm. or their technical bake. They were at the top. That's where the fun comes in. There's, like the, there were some, I think it was kind of surprising this week for me. How so? Um, just I felt like I didn't necessarily agree with the choice. Yeah, I didn't either. So that makes it exciting to watch because you're like, I don't know. Sometimes it's not as clear, and you want someone to because you see their potential. And they might have a bad week. And I, I think the judges look at that, too. Like, overall, it isn't just like, how did you do exactly this week? They're, they're looking at somebody as a whole. Well, and the other hard part for us is we only see the little tiny amount that goes through the window. Right. And for me, and I think we both agreed on this week, uh, that the person who left, I felt like had a 
better shot of doing well totally throughout mm-hmm. than the person that stayed. Because usually it's down to two this week. They and occasionally they make it. Sometimes they're kind of obvious. Like this person's going to have to go. Period. Yeah. yeah. In the lead up, mm-hmm. like when the judges sit down and talk about it. But I will say, sometimes they will spread the love out mm-hmm. to like three people, which is what they did this week to yeah. try to make you think that one of three people would go. And um, I don't think we agreed, or I think we agreed on... On the two, but maybe not one of them that was included. Yeah. Yeah, it's just weird. It's really exciting because it all comes down to, did you bake it correctly the way it's supposed to be baked? Um, And what's the flavor like? And what does it look like? So you've got those three things. I love the fact that they've sort of changed their ways in that it if it doesn't look perfect, it's okay. Because... I think in previous seasons, it was like it had to look perfect, but that is secondary now, definitely to how it tastes. Yeah. And I think or not flavor is well. way more important, right? Yeah. And giving a little bit of, because not everybody is, although when you see somebody nail all three things, yeah. taste, looks, and what, quality or whatever mm-hmm. else you would call the the sort of third um, characteristic, like, when somebody nails all of those things, it's a sight to behold. It is. Right? But I would go with taste any day of the week. Yeah, definitely. Over, over appearance. Because but that's we probably can't biased because <laughs> I'm much, I would probably err on the side of things tasting better than looking better. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because nothing's more disappointing than seeing a lovely pastry in a window. And then you and, eat it. And you're like, ooh, which one do I want? And then you pick one and then you're like, this has no flavor, doesn't yeah. even taste like chocolate, you know? So, yeah. But I just love this. I just could watch this all day. Apparently in England, they had a soccer match last night. It was supposed to be on. And people are like, why is Bake Off not on? But um, they're going to see it tomorrow night. Do we know what's next? Um, I don't, Chocolate. Chocolate Ooh, week. Okay. Chocolate's yeah. a hard one. I would be really tough mm-hmm. with chocolate. Because oh, it's, it's great. tempering it- chocolate. It just seems so like extra. It is. Because you have to get real fiddly. Yes. Right. Uh-huh. All right. When we come back from baking to quifting, what's a quift? Remember, that's a publication ship. And we're going to talk about, well, allegedly, supposedly they're buying property together, Don. We'll find I- out why when we return right here on my. Hey, my talkers, Bradley here for my good friends at Alight. The world is a complicated, often terrifying place, especially for those who are displaced. You know about the organizational light. They're based right here in the Twin Cities, but they work with displaced people all over the globe, currently in over 20 countries. That work is only possible because of support, uh, the support which has come over the last, oh gosh, I think it's been at least five years now from a lot of you listening. And that work continues, as I said, each and every day because of your support. If you'd like to learn more about the projects that Alight is currently working on, wherever it is in the world, it could be in places like Afghanistan, in Pakistan, or at our very own borders, or right here in the Twin Cities, working with Afghan families and others who've arrived in our own community. To learn more about that work and how you can support it, head to wearealight.org. My Talk 107.1. Hi, guys. It's the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Thank you for joining us. Um, We have Taylor Swift news like every day. 
And this is pretty funny. I mean, I don't see this as legitimate, but well, it sure is fun to read the headlines, right? What am I talking about, Bradley? I want you to listen okay. to a woman closer a woman. to the White House than any other person talking about Taylor Swift. Okay. By which I mean she's very credible on national developments. Okay. This is Jenna Bush Hager. I want you to listen to something she said to Hoda okay. uh, earlier. A friend from Kansas City texted me there might be news they're buying a house, but that's Kansas City. Y'all might be. Remember, this is not confirmed by NBC News. I said might be. My friend said said could be. heard it from her friend. Realtor, okay? Realtor, no. Is she a realtor? No, but she knows realtors. Oh, you know what? (laughs) (laughs) I love love this story. She's like, my friend. And then she just starts yelling, realtor, realtor. (laughs) Is your friend a realtor? No. Okay, then what? So allegedly, supposedly, according to Jenna Bush Hager, apparently Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift are buying a home together in KC. That's just Maybe or maybe not. Okay. Okay. The reason I think this is dumb is, first of all, I would not be surprised if Taylor was buying property in Kansas City. Why? Because Taylor is a multi-mammillion billionaire. Sure. And I bet she's got properties all over the country. She probably in fact, has a house not in every a day, city. Not a day goes by that we don't talk about some friend of hers living in a house that she owns, whether it's in New York, L.A., London, Bermuda. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, the idea that she would be buying a house, not a surprise. And you can imagine wherein somebody, maybe even a realtor, connected to somebody in Kansas City where Taylor Swift is trying to buy a property is like, and maybe... Travis Kelsey went with her to look at a house that she wanted to buy. You could see wherein that person would then interpret uh, that they were buying a house together and then text Jenna Bush Hager about it. Yeah. I mean, it could be a prank call that I mean, (laughs) honestly, somebody somebody could just call a realtor and say, yeah, this is um, hi, I represent. Yeah. uh, You know, I mean, it's not that I'm taking it serious. I'm just saying, even if you wanted to give it the most plausible explanation, sure. Taylor Swift is a prop, but that's also what makes it so ludicrous. She would never buy a property with Travis Kelsey. She would be buying the property herself because she is a big ass deal in her own right. And a property manager of probably dozens of properties. Has she made the best choices when it comes to picking guys? No. But she's not going to buy a house with someone after she just started. He just reached out to her in July, unless that's all fake, and they've been together for years, and we don't know. Although, Mike, I think this if there is some truth here, Mm -hmm. let's just be clear. I think you might just get your wish after all, because what did you express profoundly on yesterday's program. Before I joined this show, I was a hopeless romantic. Then you you took me off those tracks and you made me just skeptical (laughs) about everything. And now I'm back to being a hopeless romantic and I believe it's love. It's true love. A true love. It is. Love is what It could be true love. And they could be falling fast and furious. No. You don't know that I said could. Could I not? You've known people to fall in love, Dawn. 
Yeah. Oh, God. They're still, I mean, they could get divorced still. You never know. Oh, God. These are two people <laughs> later on in their dating life. Come on, life, Mike. Now's your know, moment. You, okay, yeah. You, come on. Sell me on it. They're both, they've both been with many people in their lives that we've talked about that have been public. public. They both are a little further on in life than they were the last time they were in a relationship. They know what they want better, and maybe they just full-on found it in each other. Well, how long have they allegedly supposedly been dating now? Well, he tried I, to get her attention in July. By giving August her, September, he tried to give October, her November. a Taylor Swift bracelet with his phone number on it, and he messed it up. And then he talked about that, and then he just kind of left the invitation open for her to. That's the public story. July. I'm trying to see when Three that uh, Arrowhead performance was, because I don't buy that whole story. I don't either. I think they were already dating at that time. I think July 7th is when she performed at Arrowhead. So you think they've been together a lot longer. It's just Maybe not a didn't... lot. Because but... the Matt Healy was in there, unless that was a completely fake... Well, that was like done by what? February, March? It was early this year. Yeah. I feel like it was closer. It feels like it was just a hot minute. But the moral of the story, I'm just playing devil's advocate because I want Mike's true love. I don't want to crush his dreams any longer. <laughs> um, you know, I've done that for too long now. I want him to, <laughs> you know, we need to have some some voice who's still hopeful. Well, it isn't me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I just think that there's a lot to, you know, what I will all say, the hormones and things that go on in the first couple of months, just in general, like that's like a chemical thing and you just can't hold it down. It's just like, of course, you're only going to see the good side and it's euphoric and you're also celebrities and all the good stuff. And you don't have to like go, can I take her out to dinner this Friday? Am I going to get paid? No, but here's, because you have a lot of money. Here's what I do think to 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 sort of support your your optimism, Mike, is that she is at a point. Well, first of all, she has been through a lot in her life. She has dated a lot. Mm-hmm. She knows probably what she doesn't like a lot. Mm-hmm. And I imagine at a certain point, because I know when I was in my 30s, that's when I met Jamie. And by the time I met Jamie, I knew what I wanted and I knew what I didn't want. And it didn't take us very long to figure that out. And so I think that she is at a point in her life. I'm not saying five minutes. But I'm saying I wouldn't be surprised if this is somebody that she feels seriously about, that this could be different. And to be be clear, I don't think they're buying a home together. I think one of the two of them are buying a or looking to buy a house and they just happen to be with each other when they go through the process. I don't know which one it is, but I do don't. I also think it is possible this could become something. Yeah, I don't think it is necessarily now true love, but you can know what you want and you can be like, yeah, this guy fits the bill because I will tell you, I can be completely different person six months later. I had a friend, though, who like had a dating history, much like Taylor Swift. And when you well, can just say me, it's fine. It was not you, but um, <laughs> who had a lot of relationships. But when he found the right one, very few people thought it was going to last. And it's still going strong. So, you know, when it's the right one, they might go the distance, Mike. I hope it works out. I do. When we come back here on the adventures of Bradley and Dawn, I got to tell you about a guy who got pulled over for a speeding uh, or for speeding. Yeah. And the fine. 